Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Are you fed up with where you are? Hello, I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you and welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need to turn our house into our home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. So Yetta, do you mean my life or where I live? Yes. So are you asking me or are you asking... Our listener. I'm asking you that is either watching us or listening on CHRI. So because this is a podcast and a YouTube video show, you get to either see us if you want to see some of the extra antics, (laughs) or you get to simply listen to us. And yes, the answer is, do you, are you fed up with, do you like where you're living and how you're living? Right. And I'm going to answer the question. I love my life and I love where I live. How's that? Yes. And what you're going to learn on this episode is it wasn't always like that. No, it wasn't. And more importantly, what you're going to learn is part of the journey of how we got to love the life that mostly is infused with harmony. And the best part is, here's the best part, Yetta. I know what it is. You do? I think so. That it's simple. Well, that's good. Oh, that wasn't most, the answer. Most okay. people. Can you believe I got it wrong? No, you didn't get it wrong. That's a good answer. Most people that have a great life and love their life, love where they live, maybe don't know how they got there. Or if they do know how they got there, they haven't really taken the time to spell out the formula of how to get there. Because maybe you're not happy with where you are at. Right. And so that's why I wrote the wealth formula. It's called a formula because it's do this, you get that. Do that, you get this. Do that, you get that. And it's pretty much without fail. Yeah. As long as you do this, you'll get that. That's how formulas work. Well, and it's because financial formulas and relational formulas or physical formulas, they're movement. Like, yeah, they're like laws, like gravity. If I stand up on this table and even I jump. If, even if you if don't I believe in gravity. Off, yeah. If I jump off and I don't believe in gravity, the law of gravity, which way am I going? Down. Why? Because I don't believe in gravity. Why aren't I going up? Because it exists whether you believe in it or not. So it's going to force me down. Right. Even though I jump up, I'm going to go up for a minute. Or no, no. maybe not a minute. <laughs> a, second. a split second. I'm going to go up because I've tried to jump, you know, do the dunk and the hoop. And uh, yeah, that's not me. And so I'm going down. Right. And I'm going to land. And if I jump from too high, I'm going to get hurt. So I got to understand the law of gravity to keep myself safe. Right. That's why people say I'm, I have a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of the sudden stop at the bottom after I fall. So... With the wealth formula, I took the principles that affect your life, they affect your relationships, they affect your wealth building, and it's mostly about wealth, but there are some 
other truths sprinkled in like fairy dust to make <laughs> your life great. So I highly recommend reading it. I'm a little bit biased because I wrote it, but I'm highly rec- and we're gonna we're gonna touch on a couple pages as to what things in the, are prescribed within the wealth formula. So that you cannot be fed up with where you are anymore. Yes. Both in life and in your home because they work each and every time. So yeah. we're just going to highlight a couple. So page 18, what are they going to find there? They're going to find a question that says, what's keeping me up at night? Right. The answer I love best yeah. is nothing. Nothing. I sleep, nothing. I sleep like a log. Right. Some people say they sleep like a baby. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Wake up every two hours crying. But sleeping like a log is like you lay down, you stay there for your eight hours, you get up. That's right. me. Most of the time. Most of the time, unless something's bugging me. And so if something's keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. I recommend writing it down. And getting some clarity about what it is. And then once, so page 18, you're going to find a little bit of strategy around how to do that. So spoiler alert, the best pe- the best and most important way initially is to identify it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then actually do something with what you identified. If yeah. you identify it and do nothing with it, it's going to bite you harder yeah. than if you never identified discuss it at all. Discuss it with somebody, especially if you have a significant other in your life. Discuss it with them. Or a circle of influence, yeah. people that can come alongside you. So figure out what it is that's keeping you up at night, and then you can start to decipher what to do with right. it. Then page 35. Mm-hmm. Great advice. It says pick three books on the subject that's bugging you. Whether it be uh, you're you're in debt, you need to get out of debt. Whether it's you don't know how to invest the money you have. Whether it be uh, physically I'm not vital enough. I don't feel energetic. I got no energy or whatever it is. Or my relationships are not serving me well. Maybe it's a relational book. Or my emotions or my brain, my thought patterns are not serving me. Right. Or, Find books or, on those things. Right. Or it could just be that the your business isn't thriving the way you want it to be. It doesn't have to be big catastrophic issues, but what is it, whether you're actually still sleeping through the night, it's what are you fixating on? What are you thinking about that's consuming a little more time than you know what Because it's to. not where you want it to be. Right. So find some expertise on that in a book. Uh, if you read 20 minutes to 30 minutes, depending on how fast your reader you are per day, You'll read a book a month. Mm-hmm. And so pick your three books and read them over the next three months. And goal setting around a quarter, setting goals for 90 days, and then one book a month, and then breaking it down to 30 minutes a day, that is doable. Yeah. But if I were, if you were to say to me back in the days where I didn't used to read, when people would say to me, you're going to read a dozen books this year, it's like, that was, uh, that was like a stretch, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And now I find it easy to read three times that mm-hmm. or listen. Sometimes it's listening. Right. Sometimes it's reading. But find what works best for you. Right. And now if it's financial, if finances are keeping mm-hmm. you awake, how to you know rob Peter to pay Paul because you, you, you don't have enough money to meet ends meet and mm-hmm. whatever. Page 68. Look at your expenses. Look what you're paying in the last 20 months, for instance, last year and a half. Like That's 18 months. Yeah, whatever it is. 
Yeah, just you're pick a period 18. of time. Pick a period of time. Yeah. Last year and the remainder of this year, and add it together. What interest did you pay on debt? Now, I'm not mm-hmm. talking your mortgage debt because that's part of, you know, your. You would be paying rent you gotta, anyway. You got to live somewhere, right? But any consumer debt, credit card debt, line of credit car loans, debt, car loan car debt. Car loans is consumer debt. Yeah. Um, bank charges, overdraft charges, and even add in the visa fees. I know you love those points on those visa cards. So you buy the $100 Who a year. Them? Everybody. Everybody loves the points. Oh, I'm going to pay by visa, not cash, because I'm going to get points. Now, I've been collecting air mile points since it came out, and I have never once redeemed it. I don't know. It's like a sickness. So if, you, if you're paying $100, $110 for that visa card for the privilege of using it for the year, then you need to add that into your expenses. Add that all up and see how that makes you feel. Right. Giving up is hard to do. We've created for you over 503 free episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share insider tips, the trader secrets, really, of real estate, how to actually have stronger relationships, and how to have more fun and faith as you go along and do it. So we're excited that we get to do this thing called life and real estate together infusing harmony into the journey. Yeah, so I find it really hard to give things up, especially when I want what I want when I want it. I hear you. I've watched it. (laughs) I've lived it. And sometimes you get what you want that you want that you want no matter what. Sometimes, yep. Sometimes. And you get it all the time. Oh, please. So (laughs) what you're going to learn in this episode is that there is a cost to pursue a dream. And what you'll learn is how do we go about doing it so that the cost is something that we actually are willing, knowledgeably, knowingly willing Mm. to engage in. That's a good thing because counting the cost is very, very important. You know, we've seen families where the success of the business came at the cost of the family or the success of the business came at the cost of the health or where toys came at the cost the of financial cost of stability the house. yeah the number of times we're going to share some prescriptions from the wealth formula we're going to continue the conversation of where can you get some solid information that will actually help you have a good prescription to be able to get the things that you actually have counted mm-hmm. the cost for that you do want. The number of times, though, that I've unfortunately heard people say, I'm mortgage poor. Uh, my mortgage is so high. And with our current interest rates, unless you've bought above your capacity or you've used your, co- your house as a giant ATM machine, meaning refinance, Every time the consumer debt accumulated, and I've been there, done that. So if you've done it, I'm not sitting in judgment. I'm sitting in, it didn't work out very well for us. So we have to figure out a different way to navigate it. Because it's a lot more fun when the mortgage renews and it gets paid off as opposed to increases. Right. It's a lot more fun. Right. In the, the, I guess for me, my concern for people when they say they're mortgage poor, usually if we ask the next question, which is part of the prescription question, 
What are your other expenses? What debt repayment do you have going on? What loans do you have? What student loans do you have? What cable package do you have? How often do you go out? What are your leisure activities? What do you spend money on that isn't about basically shelter and food and the necessities of maintaining one's life? Mm-hmm. And usually, more often than not, when somebody says they're mortgage poor, they're actually debt poor. Yeah, because the mortgage actually, there's regulations. You can only mortgage up to about 35% of your, your income, like your monthly payment can only be up to about 35%. And that includes your taxes, your heat, association fees, rental fees, like rental for the hot water tank. All that stuff can only maximize to 35%, unless you went to second lending or you know high interest. Unless you got really different. creative. That's different. Because you want what you want when you want it. Yeah. So the Wealth Formula book is really designed to emotionally attach, help help people emotionally attach to the issues that the couple's having. And because when you emotionally attach, you'll make a shift. Right. If no it's just emotion, knowledge, just knowledge no, won't cause you to shift what no you do. Shift. And proof in that is who doesn't already know what good spending habits are or good eating habits are? I think there's enough information with Google and YouTube and all the access to information, even life's inside track alone would give you access to knowing how, what you need to do to have a healthy life and a happy mm. what life and a happy husband and even a happy wife, <laughs> right? Like there's so much information out there. So you don't, I don't suffer from lack of knowledge. Right. So what do we, page 35 in the wealth formula? Right says, what do I regret? What do I regret? Mm. Now, hopefully that's not a relationship that you're in, but maybe it's something you bought. Maybe it's a boat or a a snowmobile or something that sits there 95% of the time and you still have to make payments on it every month. Maybe it's some debt you bought. Maybe it's clothing you bought. Do you remember we had a tenant once who couldn't pay his rent because he bought one suit or two suits? Two suits. He bought two suits, and so he couldn't pay his rent for two months. And he only had a low rent. It was like a bedroom. And I, and I thought, w- where did that decision come from? He wanted to feel good about himself, feel good about how he presented. And in replace for that, maybe he's going to be on the street. Like if we would have been a little more strict, he would have been on the street in his nice suit. So the awareness itself, because he knew what good money habits were, as an example. He knew that you pay for your shelter and your food. Well, we actually provided that too, but whatever, doesn't matter. He knew the basics of finance. Most of us do. Where we struggle is if we're not emotionally connected if we don't have some sort of way of knowing internally, unconsciously sometimes, we're not going to change our behavior. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay with the behavior even though we know better. Right. I don't know about you, but certainly for me in the past, I would also often say, I know what to eat. I know what makes me feel good. I know what to spend money on. I mm-hmm. know this stuff. Yep. And yet something stopped me from doing what right. I knew right. to do. So well, we have a tendency yeah. to get stuck. 
Yeah, sometimes we do. And so, you know, what about uh, paying rent too long? Maybe you regret paying rent too long, and maybe you're still paying rent and you regret that. And if you can't live with the word regret, because I struggle with that. I don't regret nothing in life. I did the best I could in the moment that I did it. But what I might ask you instead of the word regret is what would you do differently now that you know what you know if you got to do it over again? Yeah, what would you change? What would you shift? Because really what I want to look for is that mm-hmm. when I say regret, and because regret brings an emotion, yeah. and emotion will cause you to change. And that's why I use that word, even though, yes, we shouldn't regret the past because we can't change the past, but we can change how we behave in the future. And so I want to get in touch with that emotion a little bit, right? That regret. I don't want shame or blame. I just want a little bit of, ooh, if I had that to do over again, I would do it differently. That's what we're looking for. It is. So you got to go to page 44, I think it is, so you can figure out how to track your spending. And there's even free downloads, so you can use a tracking form and know where your money goes. Because often... It's not even that you're doing anything wrong. It's that you don't know what you're doing. So you're going to become aware of where Mm -hmm. your money goes. And then we we challenge you to take radical action. Radical action. Radical action just means it's different than you usually do. (laughs) It's, It's what am I going to cut out? No future debt. Pay cash. Pay cash after you pay your expenses. Mm-hmm. And when you're calculating your expenses, remember the annual expenses that sneak up on you, like maybe your insurance costs or something like that, or your license renewal, things like that. And then what are you going to say about making a shift well, if, if you don't make a shift? If you don't make a shift when you know to make a shift, it's going to be even set firmer in your being, kind of like setting concrete. Who you know is super important. We've enjoyed for over 30 years, not only helping you buy and sell real estate, but helping you build your finances, helping you build your faith, helping you build your fun, and even helping you strengthen, heal, and flourish in your relationships. 30 years of building your life and your business. You know what, Yetta? What, Ken? I think that... Who you know is even more important than what you know. And I know we were having this debate. So what you're going to learn in this episode, that even when two people don't fully agree on everything when they live in the same house, there is a strategy, a formula to make the most out of who you know, as well as what you know. Oh, that was slick. I still say who you know is more important than what you know. Let's argue this point for a second. Well, I think you've got to know something because I won't know whether things are right from those that I know if I know nothing. Oh, that's a pretty good point. That is good. But I don't need to know what to do. I need to know who to ask, the right who. You do need to know the right who, so I'll give you a point there. <laughs> so yes. at, the, at, at the end of the day, both who you know and what you know is pretty essential. And I think you figured out we're going to be having a debate about who do you need to know so you can make the best decisions possible. And we're going to go back to the wealth formula with a bit of a prescription, mm-hmm. what pages to look at for getting access to figuring out who do I need to know when I'm making a wise 
financial decision. Yes. Or life decision. It doesn't or have life. to be financial. Yeah, I know. It could yeah. be anything. Any decision. decision. Yeah. And how do you decide who to trust? Like, we're going to learn a little bit about that. Like, how do you even know who the who's should be? Ooh, that's good. And what type of who's should we know? Well, we should definitely know a great lawyer. Yeah. A lawyer that can support us probably want a few actually, because those that specialize in real estate often don't specialize in estate law or don't specialize in other types of family law or business law. So you may need more than one lawyer or a larger legal firm where they have expertise within the different mm-hmm. lawyers in the brokerage. You know, that's the same in accounting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my dad learned, I learned from my dad. The hard way. Yeah, he would buy a very inexpensive bookkeeper. or uh, And the bookkeeper well, would service, do his right? accounting. And what I've learned is I pay extra to have a chartered accountant, a decent firm where they have multiple partners with different expertise. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I have an HST question. And maybe it's out of country HST question. Well, he can go to an expert in HST in in his firm and get me the best answer. Right. So it's it's so often not about getting an answer. It's about getting the best answer is what Ken just said. Yeah. And I'm going to give you two points for that one. Who to go to to get the best mm-hmm. answer. So we've said lawyer, we've said accountant. Yeah. It may be a counselor. It may mm-hmm. be uh, what else? A financial planner. It could be contractors. It could be even somebody that just needs to be your confidant. You need a listening ear. You need to be able to share something with someone who's safe. Right. It doesn't it, get spread around after you've had the conversation and, and probably found something. sometimes not somebody that's impacted by the decision or what you're trying to navigate through. Oh, that's a big one. So there's times where I can't go to Ken Decker because he is biased (laughs) in what I'm navigating through. Like if I'm going to sit on the board at the brokerage, coming to you and having you navigate that journey with me, if that's a wise choice for me, probably isn't a wise choice for me to make because it affects you. So to go to somebody that's, unattached and yet cares. And so one of the characteristics, I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Go ahead. Is somebody whose values align with yours. If you have mismatched values, then the who could get you in trouble. Yep. Values and beliefs and faith. Mm -hmm. Those are huge. And by the way, this is on page 18. Right. Creating your list of who's in the wealth formula. And then it could be also coaches. Yeah. A a coach could be a, and a coach may be a fitness coach, a movement coach, business coach. I've not finished my list of types of coaches. Okay, keep going with coaches. Relational coaches. Wealth coaches, there can be a coach in any area that you're having room for growth where the who's may be essentially important. 
I prefer to call them guides. Okay, guides. A great guide. Like I just went fishing a couple months ago. Right. And you've been before. Yeah. And why do I go back to the guides? Because they know where to fish. They know the the movements of the fish based on the time of year. They know if it's rainy or cloudy or what they could do. They know what kind of bait to put on. And the bait changes depending on the season and what's running and all and you've had great guides? Yeah, and, and very poor, poor guides. Poor guides. So the who, even not just the category, but who within that category is either catastrophic or exponentially phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Right? And you, you want a good realtor on your side too? That's, That's another who. You're going to realtor? That was the one I was going to say. We almost one, forgot That was realtor. the one I wanted to interrupt you for. <laughs> Can you imagine? We almost forgot that one. Yeah. And a good banker, a good mortgage specialist, a good somebody that can help you navigate the finances as well as a financial planner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the planner, I'm, I've got mixed feelings on planners because I've had some great ones where they understand. It's a game a, of who? Well, they understand a balanced portfolio. They right. understand the purpose of real estate within your other investments. And they, you know, they're not so concerned that they don't get paid when you buy a piece of real estate and it takes up some of the money that they would get paid on if you invested it in stocks, bonds, mutuals, that kind of stuff. So um, having someone that really cares about you more than their own personal pocketbook is huge. And sometimes you can pay a financial planner where you just pay them and they don't get paid any commissions for whatever you buy. You just pay them to serve you and help you. That's cool too. That is very, very helpful. So contractors, I think you mentioned that, did you? Yep, I did. So the way you pick within those categories is experience. They better have personal experience. Like I don't want to go to a financial planner whose financial house is a mess. Experience, but also knowledge. Like knowledge mm-hmm. without experience is it's oh. not so great because book knowledge without having the experience is kind of like buying a house from a realtor who's never owned a house. Right. And on the on the side of that, though, I would also say having experience and no knowledge is also a scary thing because experience <laughs> is still a limited. It's your personal experience. Right. It doesn't. So you want to have somebody that's taken the extra courses, that's got the extra accreditations, that continues to be on the path of learning. Absolutely. And then third, maybe they get recommended to you by someone who has used their services in the past and knows the quality of the work they do, knows their knowledgeability, their their, their expertise. So that is fantastic because we are honored that we get to come alongside you and be that who. So we'd love to hear who your other who's are. Thank you for being on Life's Wealth and Wisdom Journey. Moving forward with the Decker team.